0: series called the Kingdom Culture, and as, as Kathy mentioned, there's uh, 13 of them, and they're what we call our core values, the things that we don't just agree with, we would actually die with, right? Like core values are those things that are deep, deep, deep inside of us, and uh, we've been walking through these, and um, uh, one of the things that, that I've learned along the way is that each core value... If I will appropriate it to myself, in other words, if I will own it, it starts to bring life in other areas that I didn't even see coming. The more we surrender to something, the more we get exposed to the goodness of God in these areas, right? So I just want to encourage you with that. Uh, The the core value number seven is God is still speaking. And last week, we we talked a little bit about that God is speaking to me. Everybody say, God is speaking to me, all right? God is speaking. The question usually is, though, not that God is speaking, but am I listening, right? Am I available? My kids like to listen to music at my house, especially my Susie, man. She will jack that thing up, and She starts playing all this music, and blah, you know. But it's interesting, when, when there's a lot of noise and you try to have a conversation with somebody else, it's difficult, isn't it? And I I just want to challenge us as we get going this morning is in this area of listening to God's voice, um, it's a great proverb from some culture. I don't even remember what it is, but it is this. You can't add something without taking something away, right? Have you tried to do that with your life? You just kind of add one more thing onto it? And then you add one more thing and uh, pretty soon it's, everything's going crazy, right? So if you're going to add really listening to God, you have to take away some things, right? You've got to get some of the noise out of our lives. And so I want to challenge you as we're going through this, that God in His Word has told us time and time again that He wants to talk to His people. Last week we looked at, uh, at uh, Exodus. Exodus chapter 30. And... Uh, it was talking about, we won't go through the whole thing, but the children of Israel had just come out of Egypt and, and God wanted to meet them. He wanted to show himself to them. And so he's on the mountain and he's, he's showing off just a little bit. Lightning and thunder and everything's quaking, you know. And, and, uh, and he's actually calling the people. He wants to talk to the people. But the people made a horrible decision. And they basically said this. They said, God's kind of scary right now. So Moses... You go talk to him, and then come back and tell us what he said. Right? And I could almost see God going, oh, so close. (laughs) Right? Like, I don't just want to talk to Moses. I want to talk to all of y'all. Right? Every last one of you. I want to speak to you. That was Tennessee there. (laughs) All of y'all. This was southern Israel, I think they're talking about. Okay. But he it's like they, they see God and he's kind of scary and he says, you go speak to him and then come and tell us. And, and Moses tries to tell him hey, don't be afraid, God's awesome. Yeah, and he's powerful and he's all these things, but he actually wants to talk to us. But they, uh, my, it says the people stood at a distance. While Moses approached the thick cloud where God was. Hmm. You can do that and I can do that. How many of you know it's pretty easy to keep God at a distance if you want to? Right. There's that one song uh, in, in His presence or something, and it talks about, I see the cloud and I step in. You know? And it, yeah, let's be honest, we're dirt and He's divinity, right? And when dirt hits divinity, you know, something happens, right? Like, I, like this morning, I felt it really strong. Like I, I felt like we kind of stepped into a cloud a little bit, and there was so much peace, and, and just God was doing something. How many of you felt God doing something personally in you this morning, right, during worship? Whew. And, and that's our choice, see. Because in the same room where I'm getting whacked, somebody else is going, hmm, playing on their video game or whatever, Facebook or something. You know what I mean? Like, like the same people, like even people right next to each other, one can get into the cloud and the other person can, you know, not even really care. So our challenge is that God is speaking to us. And in John 10, Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give eternal life to them. That word know there is is almost an intimacy, like a, a knowing, you know, like a husband and wife kind of knowing, that kind of thing. That word there is so deep and so rich that he says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them. And one of the things that keeps people from really letting God completely do his thing in their life is that um, there's a holding back. Because we're afraid if I, if I let God, you know, <laughs> it's really funny thinking because God already knows everything. But he is, he is so, the Holy Spirit is so gentle. And he doesn't, he's not going to force you to do anything. Like he keeps coming, you know. He keeps coming after us. And he keeps giving us opportunities and chances. And you hear a song or you hear a sermon or you have a conversation or you bump into something or you see a rainbow or whatever. Like the Holy Spirit is always coming. But, but sometimes we get afraid for him to really know us. And I would just challenge you this morning, give God a chance to really know you, right? Just let it go, because he knows you already, amen? (laughs) So my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life, amen? Jeremiah 33.3 says, call to me, God says, call to me, call to me, and I will answer you, and I will tell you and show you, great and mighty things which you do not know. <laughs> this is such a funny verse. It's, it's, like, it's one of my life verses, especially lately. And uh, do you ever have this experience where you look at the clock, like a digital clock, and uh, a number comes up and you think of a verse? Do you ever have this experience? So probably at least three or four times this week, I've looked at the clock and it said 333. <laughs> and it's just this instant reminder of Jeremiah 33.3. 3. <laughs> And it's as if God keeps reminding me, keep calling to me and giving me a chance, and I will answer you and tell you great, one of the versions says, unsearchable things you do not know. Oh, man, there is so much more of God speaking and wanting to pour into our lives. And we'll just say, God, call. We call on you, and you will answer. Amen? So God is speaking to us, and, he, and we want to listen and so one more quick verse from last week. Isaiah 50, verse 4 and 5. says, The Lord God has given me the tongue of disciples that I may know how to sustain the weary with a word. How many of you think there's some weary people in our world that need a word? Amen? Right? But then he says this. He goes, He awakens me morning by morning, he awakens my ear to listen as a disciple. The Lord God has opened my ear and I was not disobedient, nor did I turn back. And I love this because it's as if God is saying, listen, in the very earliest morning, I'm going to wake you up and I want to tell you things. Have you ever found that to be true, that, like, I've been waking up, like, half an hour to an hour before my alarm every almost every day this week. And I'm like, part of me is like, oh, man, <laughs> I had a whole hour left, you know. But I just can't go back to sleep because my mind snaps in, and I've been saying, God, all right, you've awakened me for a reason. There's something you want to have dialogue with me. You want to talk to me. Okay, so, God, what is it? And uh, sometimes I get, like, a really great thought, and other times it's... it's um, it's almost a pursuit, you know? Like, God wants me to call to him, and he will tell me great and insurgible things I do not know, right? And so God wants to awaken us. He wants to give us, right here he says that he gives, he opens his ears, right? But let's go back to the first part of that verse. It says, the Lord God has given me the tongue, everybody say tongue, <laughs> of disciples that I may know how to sustain the weary with a word. Well, here's the thing. God wants to speak to us, but that isn't the end of the story. God actually not only wants to speak to us, he wants to speak through us. Amen? He wants to take the words that he gives us, that give us life, and then begin to share them with others, right? I, uh, I got a testimony for you real quick. Charlotte, will you come on up here? Because I believe the world is crying out to hear God's voice. They really are. And so, uh, what was that, a couple Fridays ago, right? Okay. And uh, she's going to give us a quick one here.
1: I'm going to give you a quick one. So I took, I took the Abbott babes um, with me on Friday, all four. We're, we were going to the mall. And if anybody knows me, I don't do shopping, period. So we went to the mall. But on our way, we decided we were going to go to Shake and Bake. Steak and Shake. That's it. Shake and bake. Well, it was shook. <laughs> and Shannon and, and Benji went with us. And so our waitress came over and was taking our order. And um, I didn't say, I have a word of knowledge for you. I, I quit doing that. I, I just get to love up on them. But I asked her about her feet because God had already spoke about her feet. And she said, yeah, I actually have diabetes um, and my feet are numb. So I got to pray for her feet. Well, then she came back with our drinks And I had a word on her back, and I had Shannon, because I'm going to use everybody. So I had Shannon pray, her back out whole. And so she came back with our food, and she said, I really need to talk to you. I said, that's good. I really need to talk to you, too. Now's a good time. So we went to the restroom, and she said, I need what you have. I need the peace that you have. And I said, well, he's free, and I'm going to give him to you. His name's Prince of Peace. And I actually got to lead her back to her father, but I gave her my number, and I gave her our card, our church card, because she needs to know who she is. So then we, we decided that we were going to go bug my husband, Bruce, over at Macy's, right? Take four in Macy's. Two oldest are at the at the makeup counter. I love my girls. I do. And so Sam and Sally um, are, are with me over in the purses, and so um, one of the girls that works there said... Um, come up to me, and she said, so you're Bruce's wife? And I said, yeah. And I said, thank you for getting him, him on Michael Kors' purse, by the way. <laughs> but let me show you another one I like, too. And so we were just talking, but I had a word of knowledge on her back, and she said, yeah, my, my back has bothered me since I had kids. So Sally's with me, and I want to teach her who she is out in public. So I said to her, I said, Sally, I said, lay your hand on her back and just repeat. And so I asked her today, I said, how hard was it to pray? And she goes, it wasn't. And it wasn't. Back behold, pain get out in Jesus' name. But her leg also grew up. So I'm, I'm going out the store, and, and I'm getting ready to take the babes home, and my phone goes off. So I look, and it's my husband. And I forgot he's the eye in the sky. So he said, really? Seven question marks. I said, yeah, because God doesn't change. And I'm looking up. I'm looking up at the camera. I said, yeah, God. He said, but at my job, 10 question marks. I said, yeah, because he doesn't change. So I want to challenge you with something. How many want more of God? Just eight of you? For real? So I'm going to challenge you this week. If you want more of him, give away what you currently possess. It's a continual flow. If you need healing in your body, I challenge you to pray for somebody to heal them. If you need a financial breakthrough, I challenge you to give to your waitress. Bless somebody that's behind you while you're in the drive-through. Give it away because more is going to come.
0: Awesome. All right. That's good. Ah. Oh. You know, I said earlier that you can't add something on without taking something away. That actually is, that's the same principle, isn't it? And uh, wow, that's a good word. That's a good word. Give it away. My treasure is in heaven, not on earth, right? So we're giving into eternity. <laughs> and I will say this there is going to be opportunity this week. There is. I mean, what have you got to lose? You know, like I, you know, all of us maybe have talked to people or we said, hey, can I pray for you? And they go, no, (laughs) you know, okay, then you just move on to the next one. But for every no, there's going to be a yes, you know, and God's going to open up some things. And uh, so uh, Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 2, let's go there, Acts chapter 2, verse 17, it says this, in the last days, God says I will, I will pour out my Spirit on, say it with me, all people. Let's read it all again, shall we? In the last days, God says, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Can I tell you one of the biggest lies the enemy will tell you is that you are second class. He will tell you, Oh, you haven't read the Bible enough, or oh, you haven't prayed, or oh, you did this in your past, or oh, you're divorced, or you're, you know, this, you did this thing, and and you know somehow you're, (laughs) you're special, in a negative way. Can I just tell you? You're not special. You're just not. You're not special. There's not something wrong with you. There's not some weird thing that keeps you from somehow not experiencing. This verse is an Old Testament prophet, and then on the day of Pentecost in the New Testament, they start preaching it again, and, it, and it's, it's really simple, right? In the last days, which is now, God says, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. Oh, man, you know, one of the most uh, frustrating things for me as a pastor is as we've gone on this journey to 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 uh, move into the supernatural areas of healing and prophecy, there are people that, and I, I've actually heard this several times, people say, well, I just... I just don't prophesy. And they said, you just did in a negative way. You just prophesied negativity over yourself, right? See, if the Bible says, God says, I will do this, then we own that, right? We get to own that. We get to say, God, you said I will prophesy. And how many men and women do we have here? okay that's everyone right like he says on my men and my women i will pour out my spirit and they will fall on the ground no they will get shaky they will jump up and down no it doesn't say that does it they will prophesy and you see you can't prophesy without opening your mouth and so Isaiah said, listen, the Lord awakens me in the morning, and he opens my ears to hear him. But he says, listen, it's so that I can have a word for the weary. And, like, she, you know, that, that story with, with Charlotte and the lady. Like, do you realize what happened there? if you caught all of it. But she and, and the crew and Shannon prayed for her to get healed. Her, her feet get better. And then she calls her into the, into the restroom to ask about God. Now, that's not normal, is it, right? Just, when's the last time your waitress called you into the bathroom? You know what I mean? It's, it's just not a thing on the, on the job description. You know what I mean? Like, and, but, hey, when people find something real in us, they're going to want it. Amen? And so I will say this. Let's start hearing God. Let's make a place for him. If you have to get rid of TV, do it. If you have to get rid of news or whatever it is that you're into, media, just make a place. Yeah. Because if we will do that, he's faithful. And he says, I will pour out my spirit on all for us, and you will prophesy, right? No gender, no, 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 no thing. And here's the interesting thing. You don't even have to be good at it to get it. Like, you don't have to earn some prophetic degree or anything. Come in September, we're actually going gonna to have a school of prophets, a school of prophecy that uh, Ian and Rachel Carroll are going to bring up, and we're going to open it up to the region, and it's going to be this really fun, amazing prophecy thing. So we can learn, in it. those things are great. But do you know that you don't even have to be a Christian for a long time to do these things? Paula, can you come on up here real quick? And uh, while she's doing this, many of you know the story about Epicenter, how we got the name, right? So some woman who is not prophetic and not supernatural, like she's, you know, she's not speaking in tongues and healing and all that stuff. at one of our conferences we have, she's standing there and she looks at me and she says, I think I have a word for you. And I said, okay, which is weird because it's like evangelical Christian. She loves the Lord, blah, blah, blah. But this isn't her her stuff. You know what I'm saying? She goes, I think I have a word for you. I said, well, what is it? She says, epicenter. Now, this is way back at the other church and a long time ago. She says, epicenter. And I said, wow, that is so weird. I'm actually reading a book, and the name of the book on the nightstand next to my bed is epicenter. Like, that's the actual name. And it was like, you know how God does, boom, and he just comes in. You're like, oh, man, that was a real one. I just knew that that was going to be a name we were going to carry with it. I didn't know that we were We didn't know we were coming here. We didn't know we were restarting, all that stuff. We didn't know any of that. But you can see how when we got time to name this place, I'm like, I think I got the name. I think I'm pretty sure what God is doing, right? But he used someone that doesn't even want to prophesy, if you will, and she did. So Paula has another story um, of something that happened uh, this week.
2: Uh, Well, I think I'm going to start at the beginning, which is always a good place to start. Um, there was a conference here a, a Monday, a, a couple of Mondays ago. It was Don uh, Kelly's and Andrew Kelly's friend that came to vi- to visit, okay, and they had an opening. And I'm sitting in a restaurant with this girl, Sue, that's been coming to our Bible study. She's very Catholic, but she's very interested in spiritual things. So I the Lord kept nagging me to invite her, and I couldn't remember the people's names. I remembered the time and place, but that was about it. So I, I just had to invite her because it wouldn't leave my mind. So I did, and I felt rather uncomfortable doing this. But Sue said, "Yeah, she was interested." So I went home and looked up the more information and sounded a little more intelligent. She came. Okay. At the end of the presentation, they gave prophetic words to people. And they did one for me, and Sue was very impressed by this because that they knew I didn't know the people. They knew that I didn't talk to them before, and they knew my personality. And, you know, you know how it is. Sue prayed that, oh, she wanted God to reveal a word to her. So a couple of people before, after me, and then... He got her and got her exactly right. And she knew she didn't know him. Okay, (laughs) then fast forward to Tuesday Bible study. And at the end of our Bible study, we have a prayer time. And we were praying, and Kathy had a word of knowledge for the person that we were, one of the people we were praying about, about a flashlight and, you know, a a lamp onto our feet type thing. And And she shared that with the whole group. And then um, Sue said, I had a picture of a flashlight in my mind. And Kathy was able to explain to her that that was a prophetic word that she had gotten her picture, actually. And, and this was her first encounter with the prophetic. It was so exciting seeing the glow on her face that how the Lord is working in her life, you just never know how the Lord's going to work in people's lives. Awesome. Thank
0: you, Paula. <laughs> you know, in the Old Testament, there's a story about Balaam's donkey. You know, some of you know this one, and God even uses the donkey to speak life and, and correction into Balaam, right? Like, God wants to use us. You know, he wants to say things through us. And it's, uh, it, and that was a good point, Paula. Sometimes it can be a word. It can be, like, one word. It can be a series of words, you know, a sentence or something. Or it could be a picture. Or do you know that sometimes, and I've had this happen, and I know some of you have, you can actually start to feel a pain in your body that isn't normal. Like, in other words, you're like, wow, oh, that isn't anything I've had any trouble with before. And God may say to you, I'm, I'm, I'm letting you feel that so that you can, you know, give that to somebody else. And some of you had this experience where if you have that pain and then you go, hey, do you have a, like, let's say a knee, knee pain on your right side? They'll go, yeah. And then the minute you pray for them, not only does their pain go away, but your pain goes away too. And it's just interesting how God works in these things. And, but he's just looking for vessels, isn't he? He's looking for people that will just say yes and take some risk. Say, God, speak through me. Let me prophesy words of knowledge, healing, all these things. So 1 Corinthians chapter 14, this is in the Passion Translation. It says, and it's Paul talking to the church, and he's helping them understand and and, kind of walk through some of this spiritual gifts and stuff. And he says, it is good that you are enthusiastic and passionate about spiritual gifts. And that actually means like... uh, craving spiritual realities, right? It, it's so it's gifts, but it's just this inner, I want more, you know? Like if you're sitting here today, well, let me finish the verse. It says, and that you're passionate about spiritual gifts, especially prophecy. So if you're sitting here today and you're like, oh, man, I, just, I don't know. I've never done this before or something or, you know, this is all kind of new to me, preacher. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, here's the thing. I'm giving you all these verses that say prophecy is actually a really big deal. God really wants us to do this because I really believe that prophecy actually is one of those um, like a buy one, get one thing. You know how like if you, you do one thing and you get another one on, on top of it, it's bonus. You know what I'm saying? Like when we prophesy, it actually does something amazing in us because we're going, hey, I, I hear God's voice that feels really good. And then when you spill it out on someone, it's like it's a bonus (laughs) for them too, because they get to experience something from the Father to them. And it's all about his love, right? So he says, I love, Paul is saying, I love that you are craving spiritual gifts and you're passionate about this, but especially the gift of prophecy. Verse 2, he says, when someone speaks in tongues, no one understands a word he says, because he's not speaking to people, but to God. He is speaking intimate mysteries in the spirit. And can I just encourage you? If that's something you, you don't experience, you can ask for it. And say, God, I want you to fill me with the Holy Spirit. I want to speak in other tongues. It's a, there's such a freedom there to just worship God in, in another tongue that you don't even have to worry about the words. All you have to worry about is your spirit, right? It's so awesome. So I want to encourage you with that. He says, but when you speak in tongues, you know, the person next to you, is, it just sounds like gibberish. You know, it doesn't, they're not getting anything out of it other than, "Well, oh, that was great. You're having a spiritual experience, <laughs> you know. He says, but, but when someone prophesies, he speaks to encourage people to build them up and to bring them comfort. <laughs> you know, just, we've talked about this before, but I, I got a little ring in here if you want to. Um, I've talked about this before, that, we don't allow people to prophesy anything negative over anyone else, right? Most people are fully aware of their sin, <laughs> right? It doesn't—we let Holy Spirit work with people in that way because in, according to this and other places, if we are called to edify and to build up and to encourage people, to bring them comfort, and even if you know, like they're in, maybe they're living in sin in some way, and, and you may even know that in your earthly mind, but what you really want to do, and we call it this, we say it's calling out the gold in people. You reach in with God's, with God's words and thoughts, and you bring out the gold, the precious thing. Because God loves that person exactly the same as he loves you and me and Billy Graham, and whoever else. I mean, God loves us all exactly the same. There's no special. And he looked at that person, and he says, listen, can I give you something to say to that person that will lift them up? And (laughs) I wish we had a little more time on this, but uh, I'm going to give you a, a practical thing that you can use to get started on this. Are you ready? Real practical. If you see someone and you want to prophesy over them, in other words, if you're in a conversation and you say, you know, whatever, the lady behind the counter or the waitress or whatever, here's a great little way to get started because it tells God you're ready to hear him and to speak a good word over that person. So here's what you do. Just write this down. You you look at the person and you say this. I think... God would say to you today, dot, 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 or I believe God would say to you today. See, then it kind of takes the pressure off, you know, like, I have a word for the Lord for you, you know, like, it's, you don't have to be this huge, you just say, hey, I, I, think, I think God would say to you today, and you would be amazed at the words that start pouring out of your mouth. You'll look at people, and you'll say, hey, God thinks you're amazing, God loves you so much. He thinks you're special. He doesn't. And just things will just start to pour out of your mouth. But what we do is when we say, I think God wants to tell you today, dot, that dot, we put ourselves at risk, right? We're putting ourselves out there saying, God, I want to prophesy. You said I get to. You said your spirit is poured out. And you said I should crave it. And so I am. I think God would say to you today, and then just let it flow. If you will do that, you'll be up here next week giving a testimony about <laughs> something God did. And it may be a picture, like I said, or it may be, you know, if you had a pain or something, and you go, wow, you know what, I got a pain right here, and it's just weird. Do you, do you have this problem? <laughs> and, and they may say yes, and, you know, but the least that happens is you get to love them, Right? If you say, I think God would say to you today, God's not going to say, you filthy rotten sinner or some weird thing, right? What's he going to say? He's going to say love. He's going to say beauty. He's going to say peace. He's going <laughs> to tell them that they're good, that he actually has good thoughts towards them. And it's going to be a draw, man, I'm telling you. Okay, so Verse 4 goes on, the one who speaks in tongues advances his own spiritual progress, which again is awesome, while the one who prophesies builds up the church. I would be delighted if you all spoke in tongues, but I desire even more that you impart prophetic revelation to others. Greater gain comes through the one who prophesies than the one who speaks in tongues unless there is an interpretation so that it builds up the church. Amen? Hallelujah. Hey, man, why don't you stand to your feet this morning? I believe that God wants to do incredible things with us. And uh, well, I could stay on this core value for a while. I think it's good, but we're, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to move on. Just let me give us a couple verses as we, as we close here today. The, in Proverbs 18, it says this. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. I I want to challenge us today, just the thought I just had, like, how many of you struggle with negative thoughts? Yeah? The the negative speak, like, oh. And if you look at a situation, you tend to look at the, what could go wrong instead of what could go right? And you, some of you have this thing, and, and, and the enemy loves to get you speaking in your head the wrong words. So I just want to encourage us this morning, what if we went on a negativity fast? <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, what if we, like this week, what if we just said, I'm just not going to say anything negative about anything, Right? And 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 thinking it because, but then replace the negative with a positive. You know what I'm saying? Like like let's speak life into areas of death. You know, so let's say you're at your job and your boss is a, you know, he's he's not the best boss in the world. And you walk into work and you go, my boss is awesome. I speak life into my boss. He's going to have life this week. I'm going to bless him. I'm going to. Uh, you know, And just every time you want to go, oh, man, I can't believe my boss did that, you go, hey, you know what? My boss is dearly loved. My boss is right on this side of something amazing with God. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? What if we did that? And over your kids and over your husband and over your wife. You know, we just didn't allow anything negative. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Whew. All right. So, we're going to declare a few things. Are you ready? All right. So, I'm going to say it, and then you repeat after me, all right? God wants to speak to me. God wants to speak to me. I have ears to hear. I will call to you, and you will answer. You will tell me great things I don't know. I am, your sheep and I, hear your voice. I am your sheep, and I hear your voice. Awaken my ears each morning this week. My ears each morning this week. Tell me things only you know. You have amazing plans for me. I am learning to hear your voice more each day. You are pouring out your spirit on me. I will speak in tongues. I will prophesy. I will receive words by spending time with you. When I walk in a room, the atmosphere will change. Because you and I are one. Because of that, I bring life everywhere I go. I bring bring words from God everywhere I go. I bring healing everywhere I go. go. Each Each day I will clearly hear your words for myself and others. And I will obey and speak them. I will, not be afraid. I will not be afraid, this week I will, this week I will. see things I've never seen, hear things I've never heard, and do things I've never done. Do I've never done. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. All right. So... Those declarations are already on the website. If you wanted to go get them and make you know own them this week, you're welcome to do that. They're on the church website. But as we close, here's what I want to do. I want you to just again. I want you to reach over and touch someone next to you, and uh, we're just going to release God's awakening of our ears on each other. So here's what I want you to just begin to bless that person that they would have ears to hear and eyes to see. That this week would be different than any other week in, in their life. Hallelujah. This week is different, O oh God. This week we hear your voice. This week we step out in boldness and courage and risk and allow your words of healing to come to people, O oh God. Hallelujah. Those that are weary are going to receive encouragement, O oh God. Hallelujah. Those that are struggling, O oh God, are going to hear the voice and they're going to know that there's a Father in heaven that loves them, O oh God, that cares about them. Hallelujah, yes.